you have uh, difficulty in relating to. So hopefully, as you go through the workshops today, tomorrow, you know that uh, um, you will be able to find this relevant to you where you are, uh, at school, at home, uh, etc. So I know that you're the younger ones. So as Brother uh, Dana said, as Brother Dana said, that uh, you might think that this matter of uh, being made ready, being prepared as the bride of Christ, may be something that you find a little bit difficult. Because here you are, you say, well, I'm not ready to get married myself, right? So why am I going to be thinking about uh, you know, being the bride of Christ? Well, I'd just like to share a little bit of my testimony, uh, which happens to uh, uh, really be during my high school years. And hopefully you will find that uh, to be something you can relate. And then later on, see how that can be uh, applying to your life later, you know, as, as you grow older, become more mature. Um, I'd just like to start uh, where Brother um, Dana said something this morning, that how our Lord loves us so much that he wants us to be in that kind of love relationship with himself. As much as the Father loves the Son, he, the Father wants the Son to have everything. He has included us in his great plan. You know, that we who are saved, you know, we who know our Lord Jesus as our Savior, the reason is because we, he wants us to be also as sons. So, so then you, that, that, that uh, you know, picture you have about the triangle, the Father, Son, and the church, we together as the bride, you know, is this really a, a picture that we have to have in front of us. But anyway, going back to my high school years, um, I remember that when I was uh, around my senior year, a little bit um, you know, further down the road than you guys, um, I had a crisis. And that crisis had to do with uh, you know, going to college. I think many of you, as you are studying hard, even now, you know, everybody's cramming, trying to get grades, see how you know, well you can do at school. Well, you have your own limitation. We accept limitations. Not everybody has to go to college or everybody has to do you know, the top, top in terms of academics. But still, back in your mind, and I think these days, the pressure is even greater than ever before. So you read the statistics. In fact, it's in the news. You, you may have heard from, from, uh, from uh, your uh, guidance counselor and so forth, the competition to get into college, the competition to get into the good schools is so great. And in fact, the competition really is manifest in many ways also in stress. I don't know whether you heard, but uh, there's awful statistics about how, how many high schools, younger, barely teenagers, uh, are taking uh, antidepressants. And how can this be in this uh, age that we're living, that the younger kids, you know, are being so stressed out? So that just shows that there's many things that are really uh, trying to get us, trying to put a weight upon us. So therefore, you know, when you start going to different things, whether it's uh, school, family, going to college, you know, all of those things that you begin to, to, to have a worry, you know. And these days, the economy being bad, you hear about people being laid off. I do not know whether your family has been affected one way or another. Somehow, you know, there's all kinds of stresses going on. So the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, even as those know the Lord, Jesus is our Savior, you know, we go through many things. The questions in our mind, what's my life going to be? You know, how everything is going to be later? And then to me, it was, it was as I said, 
the, the, the crisis of going to college. And at that time, I was, uh, I was a bit stressed out. I was very disappointed with my results uh, when I took the SAT and all that kind of stuff. So I, I began to be depressed. So uh, when, when that happened, I just began to ask myself, wow, you know, what is life about? Why, you know, um, am I going to, what am I going to do? You know, wh wh what if I don't do well? What if, you know, I don't measure up to expectations of my parents? I mean, that's always also another form of stress, not even though your parents don't mean to. But somehow that's always in you, right? So at that time then, I began to, to really see that, you know, my life only makes sense if, if I'm willing to trust the Lord to lead me. And, and at that time, the Holy Spirit started convicting me. And then that passage in Romans 12, 1 and 2, you don't have to turn to, which I'll just read to you. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. And be not fashioned according to this world, but be it transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So this, this uh, passage is also known as consecration, and that's the meaning, offering yourself to the Lord. So if the Lord is a priority in my life, then I'm going to give myself to the Lord, and I'm going to do what is acceptable to Him, and I'm going to please Him, and not to be conformed to the world, to all of the things around us, the fashions of the world, the pressure of your peers, doing all those things. You know, you know these days people go into drugs, all kinds of things. But in any case, just live that holy life that is acceptable to the Lord. So I just saw myself, I was in such a state that the Holy Spirit started to move in my heart that I would just offer myself to the Lord. And you know that? Once you do take that step, this is really going to be the very first and the most important step of your Christian life. And I hope that if you haven't done that, you know, somehow, you, you, you know, just be quiet in, in your moments of uh, meditation and prayer and just ask yourself, have I given myself to the Lord? Is the Lord first in my life? Do I want Him to be the first in my life? And I remember, you know, that uh, uh, Brother Stephen Kong, he's a very, you know, um, uh, wonderful spiritual brother, and he was just saying that, you know, this, this matter of consecration, offering ourselves to the Lord, is not just one, even though you may have a one-time uh, uh, experience, but it is something which we do daily, and we do continually. Every time we turn to different things and we're being torn, just remember, the Lord is first in my life, and I want to offer myself to Him. So that's one experience I'd like to share with you, and, and I hope that somehow you keep that in your heart. And the other experience that I'd like to share with you is that also when I was in high school, I attended a conference at that time was uh, for adults, and the theme had to do with a church being the bride of Christ. So it's sort of similar to, to, to the theme that we're having right now. And I was so impressed that Christ loved the church so much that he gave himself up for her. That's what uh, Dana shared this morning from Ephesians chapter 5. We know about Christ dying for us individually as sinners, and we need him to be saved from our sin. But there's something even more dear to, to his heart, and that's what Dana was saying. I'm not the center of the universe. There's a, a bigger plan, and the bigger plan is that God has always wanted his son to take the first place in all things. And not only taking the first place, taking the first love. 
And taking the first love means together as his children, we want to be able to show forth Christ. Together we're able to manifest Christ. And this is something which really spoke to me. And I, I begin to see, you know, the different examples in the Bible. Just like uh, our brother shared about uh, Isaac, Rebecca, you know, those are really the examples, the types of uh, Christ, Isaac, uh, Rebecca, the church. That's that love relationship that, you know, that's going to be consummated. Uh, Christ is waiting for his bride to be ready, namely us, so we can be mature, ready for him. So, and then also Adam and Eve, that's also another example. Everything in the Old Testament, in the, in the Bible, are just examples. Examples to show what is spiritual, what is true about Christ and about us. So Adam, you know, we know that he was uh, created in man's image. And Eve was made from Adam. So just like Christ and then the church, the church are his saved ones. So we are made for Christ and for his um, helpmate. Anyway, so that really spoke to me. And uh, to me, it, when, when I saw how much Christ loves the church, how much Christ uh, longs for us in that kind of close relationship, you know, I, I somehow, you know, just, it really, it really affected me. So, well, what does that have to do with everything else? Well, once you have these two pieces of, of a puzzle, the consecration, my offering, my personal life to the Lord, and the other piece, which is, how am I going to be related with other Christians in a fellowship to be uh, committed to one another, to love one another, to serve one another, to care for each other, all of that. You know, once those two pieces you know, are settled, resolved in my life, you know, all the, other, all the other things will just fall in the right place. I'm talking about school. For example, once I settle my heart that I wanted to follow the Lord, that I offer myself to the Lord, and also somehow the Lord start to uh, open the way for me in terms of college. And then I had a choice, whether being in New York at that time, I was already in New York, whether to stay in New York or go elsewhere. And then I felt that the Lord wanted me to remain in New York so that way I could be with the brothers and sisters because I felt this is where the Lord um, had a bond and to a fellowship. To, to care for each other and to be able to learn to serve together. So, um, and then after that, after I got, got out from, from uh, um, uh, college, I went to uh, graduate school, but the Lord also still asked me to come back to New York to settle here, look for a job. And even though at that time we were meeting in a very small uh, home fellowship, not being able to meet people my age, but the Lord so sovereignly, um, you know, provided uh, so that I could meet with uh, my wife, uh, Stella, and then later on we settled our family here in New York. My kids, uh, one is back from school, she's going to graduate school, the other one is still away. But so I'm trying to make a long story short is that, you know, everything falls in the right place if you have these two things resolved. Your priority in life being Christ, so you offer yourself to Him, you consecrate yourself. And the second is that you want to also have the fellowship, your commitment to one another, to other Christians, to be something that will be part of your criteria, uh, an important factor of what you want to do uh, in, in studying, in work, in family, and everything else. 
So, to make a long story short then, how does that apply to you? If I want to generalize uh, based on what we've heard and also based on uh, my experience, even though my experience should not be the guideline, but I can just try to say this so it becomes you know, something you can relate to. Well, so then the question is how can we generalize and apply to you, apply to everyone, which is the reason why we have this workshop. Well, there are three things that uh, we need to keep in mind. Okay, one is, we already mentioned that, what is the goal, objective of my life? Okay, you need to resolve and settle that question in your heart. Okay, so if you want to take a note, that's one question you need to just ask the Lord. What is the goal? What is the objective of my life? And hopefully it is Christ. All right. Second, um, what is in God's heart for himself? What is in God's heart for himself? Okay, so if you can answer that question, if you know, in, based in the scriptures, not because I said, Dana said, based on the word of God, what he says, what he wants, what he's looking for himself, uh, Brother Dana already mentioned, you know, he loves the Son. The Son, his only begotten Son, his beloved Son, is the center of everything. It's not even the church, okay? The church is secondary to the Son. But the church comes in because of the Son. So just as we said before, it was the Father, Son, and you got the triangle. The third part is the church, is the fellowship, brothers and sisters. So if you know what is in God's heart, if you know what He wants for the Son, and, and how Christ loves the church, loves to have His children being built up together, once you have that picture, you know that that to be something that's a focus, a very important focus. Then the third issue comes in, how do I live according to what God wants? That's where rubber meets the road, kind of. You know, what am I going to do so that, you know, I can somehow live my life to bring those things that God wants into reality? You think, oh, that's tall order to ask. It is. How is it in my life? I'm so insignificant. I'm, you know, we are such a small part of the universe. How everything, anything that I do is going to bring about such a huge, huge plan. Guess what? Unless he has your participation, unless you feel that he has called you, unless you feel you want to respond, he is not going to have it. But if you do, okay, everyone hopefully here, but I dare say, even if it is two or three here who is willing to respond to the Lord, to this challenge, to his call, he is going to honor you many, many fold. He is going to make everything happen in your life. It is so true. All things work together for good for those who are called by God, uh, who love God and are called according to his purpose. So, we can, I can testify, there's so many experiences, but suffice to say, that's not the proof. The proof is what God himself says he's going to do. Okay? So I hope that you, know, you keep this in, in your heart, that if you respond by faith, that you want to align your life, your life to be aligned with what God wants in his heart, he will make everything happen to you so that all the other things will be able to support his heart, his purpose, his call. Okay? So, 
And then the other question I want to uh, also ask you to, to uh, um, share with you, how to live according to what God desires. Okay, again, so if you know what's priority in my life, if you know what is in God's heart, then the third issue is, well, what am I going to do? How am I going to live according to what God wants? Well, I'd like to just go through a few verses from the scriptures. Actually, this passage is really uh, talks about all these important people from the Old Testament that somehow their lives counted. So therefore, you know, is it not only an example, it's an encouragement to us. And I'll tell you later that we are also part of that. You don't have to turn. I'll just paraphrase and read those passages. But this passage is from the book of Hebrews. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, 11, and 12. Okay? So in Hebrews 10, verse 38, 39, again, I'm, go- I'm going to tell you what the, what the verse says. It says that the righteous shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. We are not of them that shrink back. So this tells about those who are living by faith. The only way you can go on in our Christian life is by faith. And if we draw back, it says, God says he has no pleasure in him. All right, we continue. Um, so that you think that Christian life is one of, maybe it's okay to live, 50%. I'm saved already. Maybe it's good to live 70%. Guess what? The only way we can go on with the Lord is always a 100%. It's 100% of what the Lord has shown you, 100% of what the Lord has asked of you. So to the extent that you know this is the challenge before you, this is what God is asking you. You submit yourself, you offer yourself, as, as we talked about in Romans 12, by faith. And then, and he'll lead you to the next step. The other uh, passage I'd like to read about is that in Hebrews 11, 39, 40, after going through a host of examples, including Abraham, it talks about that all these have obtained testimony through faith. Another version says all they obtain approval through faith. We talk about living by faith just now. So if you live by faith, you also have a testimony, and God is going to approve you. Okay, So, by faith, we're able to really meet God's heart's desire. It's not what exactly what you do. It's not because I didn't do this, I did that. If in your heart, by faith, you're doing this for Him, He counts it as something that's righteous, because He knows your heart, and that counts. I hope that is clear. Okay, Wherever it's not clear, you just can raise your hand, and I'll go back and repeat myself. So, um, and finally, uh, in uh, Hebrews chapter 12, it says that we are to look unto Jesus, fix our eyes on Jesus. He is the author and perfecter of faith. Okay, so uh, um, one more verse I sort of skipped. It says that uh, in Hebrews uh, um, 11, uh, it says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. But if we, by faith, want to please Him, He will reward us. So God sees everything. He knows our heart. If by faith you want to please Him, if by faith you do things for Him, He will make it count and He will make it work. Alright? So again, it's His responsibility to make it work. But we need to offer ourselves 
we need to make our life aligned with what God wants. So I hope that uh, you know this is not you know complicated, which I don't think, because I was in high school. I was you know somehow the Lord spoke to me, and somehow the Holy Spirit moved me to consecrate, to offer myself to Him, and somehow I was able to see the importance of uh, the church, how it is for Christ's glory, and I was really by the Lord's mercy, my life having fallen the path so that the Lord will have his testimony, his children, uh, you know, being able to be together. So I do not believe this is too difficult for you, okay? So don't, don't look and say, well, I'm young, you know, I have many years ahead. You know, the sooner the, able, uh, the Lord is able to show you, grip your heart, the sooner you're willing to offer yourself and obey by faith and do the things by faith to please him, the sooner the Lord is able to accomplish what he wants. And guess what? I really, I really know that it's more important for you to respond to the Lord this way than even the older ones. You may think the opposite way. doesn't make sense to me. Oh, the older ones. Okay, my parents or my grandparents. No, it's you. The younger you are, the sooner you respond to the Lord, the sooner you know what's in his heart and your life is direct in the right direction to do the things that he wants to please him, the more the Lord is going to use you and the more you're going to bring about the change in his, among his people, um, in his church, and to bring uh, the bride, uh, the church, uh, for the Lord's return. So, I hope that this makes sense to you. I hope you take these things to your heart. And so, um, I know I rushed a little bit. I purposely did that. I want you to just, again, you know, take time. Okay? I'd like you to take down these three questions and then in your own time before the Lord, in prayer, I'd like you to go back to these three questions. If you have not written down, please do that. The first one, what is the priority in your life? Okay? And have you offered yourself to the Lord? The second question is, how do I align my life? How do I have my life aimed at what is in God's heart? And that's what to, that has to do with the church. It has to do with the fellowship. All right? So, and the third question that I'd like you to also write down that you can consider, which is pleasing God. How can I please God? That sounds too simple, but the, the Lord knows your heart. If you're able to, in your heart, have these three matters resolved by the Lord's mercy, I think the Lord can really do much and be glorified and be pleased. So I uh, now like to just open for any questions that you may have. Don't feel embarrassed if you don't understand, you find it difficult. Go ahead. Yes, I'll repeat. The second point is, how do I aim my life so that I can have what uh, is in God's heart? And that's related to the church and fellowship. Okay, so how is my life, what am I going to do related to having, to help to have the, the bride, the church? You know, the, so that means being in your fellowship. 
Okay? Find the fellowship that you should be with. And being in that fellowship to be able to serve, to care, to love um, the others. Is, is that clear or is that a little difficult? Okay. Any other questions? I mean, you, you, if, you're, if you're struggling, okay, tell us. It says, I have a struggle, this is my problem, you know, how, how am I able to get over it? I mean, it's okay to, to uh, you know, to be open about it, and, and that we can also pray for each other. I like to have this time that we can commit our life, ourselves to the Lord, you know. So, uh, any other questions? Does that make sense to you? Or you seem to be a little, it's a little difficult. Let me ask you this question then. Does anyone here not sure about his or her, don't be embarrassed, salvation. Okay, if you're not completely sure, because we know that we prayed, we prayed that some friends will be coming and they do not know the Lord yet, they maybe come from even Christian families. But in terms of their relationship, their faith, they're not so clear. They say, well, you know, is it anybody here which is not completely clear? Not complete. Is everyone here 100% sure that you are saved? That Jesus Christ is your Savior, that he saved you, he died for you? Yes? Everybody here? Don't be embarrassed. It would be awful if you come here and spend two and a half days, and at the end, you really don't know what's going on, okay? You're a completely different page altogether. That would be a shame. That would be a waste of time for you, okay? So you're sure, you're clear. You're clear on that. Let me ask you then another question. How many here would like to offer himself, herself to the Lord Yes? Be, be brave. Raise your hands. Yes, okay. Yes? Yes? Don't, don't be bashful. Yeah. You know that when the Lord asks us about who wants to be saved, you have to make a confession of your salvation. Because faith, you know, show, to show your faith. When the Bible says about the testimony, testimony means something you want to tell other people. So if you want to say, you want to offer yourself to the Lord, don't be embarrassed. Our Lord died for you. He bore our shame. He went to the cross. So, so I'm glad to see some hands being raised. So my question, the other question is, for those who are not sure, or you think you're not ready, are there things that you're struggling with? You probably do. So if you have things that you're struggling with, do you, maybe some of the possibilities are, I can name. Okay? One is that you think there's a lot of things in the world. Okay, I'm going to have fun. Um, you know, why not uh, wait until later? I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy life. I'm going to enjoy the world. I'm going to have my dreams. 
And, and then after that, I might uh, consider offering myself to the Lord. Perhaps that's one question you should ask in, in your heart. I don't know. Okay? But if that's the case, I don't know how I'm going to convince you otherwise, but I can just like to leave one thing with you, is that you will find sooner or later that things are not going to be as smooth or as good out there as you think. Okay? And when things are not as good, okay, when you take your time and you try to, to try, you know, when you try to go through all the other things and you find that somehow you're disappointed, somehow you're not able to get the answers, turn to the Lord. Okay, turn to the Lord. Our Lord is so patient. He's so loving. He is willing to wait until you come to that point when you realize that He is worth everything. He is worth your trust. He is worth your commitment. Okay? So, I'd like to just leave that with you. And then, um, let me see what else. I don't know. So, uh, any other questions I'd like to open up for, for you guys? you have any questions? Otherwise, I'd like to have a time where we can pray. I think that just praying together, if you just, any one of you, open your heart and pray to the Lord in response that you want to commit your life to the Lord, that you want to be together with other brothers and sisters to see uh, His church ready to serve, the Lord, so that your life, not only school, everything will be in the right place for his purpose, for himself. So, uh, any questions here you'd like to discuss? Don't have to say anything. It's okay. You know, I don't want you to put under pressure. But, I would like you to just spend some time in prayer. Okay, we do have some time. Um, so, just I'll be sitting here and I'll wait for a while until uh, you finish praying and then I'll pray at the end. Okay? Is that how it works in like high school? He's like, yeah. Like, but you guys are like so like quiet. It's like awesome. Tired? Tired? See, I knew it. I knew it, right? So like, I got the like graveyard shift, right? So just now, like, up, huh? Yeah, no, no, you probably heard me right. Uh, like, this is like the worst, right? It's like everyone's like tired. Y'all had like activities. You're like thinking about like dinner, right? Where's my chicken, right? So. Or are you like so full right now you can't move, right? Wow. Right. And it's like, and people are like really tired. So like upstairs we have to like stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down like five times, right? So everyone's like awake. So, hey guys, like how about this? So what, is this like, is this like as close as you can get? Because like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, as, in as much as I'm not, I feel like I'm a professor because it's like, like I'm speaking in the hall with like people like all the way out there I can't even see, right? Um, no, it's really over there only. <laughs> so, 
Can 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 you guys move up anymore or no? no. How about try? Try. Try. Ugh. Just a little more. Try. Okay. Coolness. Okay. Um, so why why don't we uh, actually get started? Um, so as I said, right here, here here's the deal, right? Here's the deal. So this is like tough, right? Like I said, because everyone's like a little tired. So I will be my best to like be somewhat, at least somewhat entertaining, right? I, I'll be like, okay, right? But you guys have to stay with me. Cool. Okay. And then and then if we get tired, we'll just like move around a little bit. Okay, cool. All right, so why don't we start by uh, first committing the time to the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this special weekend that we can be gathered in your presence. We thank you that you have brought so many brothers and sisters from all over the different locations, different fellowships, but we can all gather together and hear from you. And it is our prayer, Lord, that uh, we sense that, Lord, there is something that is on your heart, something you want to speak to us as a generation. And so we pray, Lord, that you would just make clear to us, give us sensitive hearts and ears to the Holy Spirit so that we may know, Lord, that you are indeed speaking to us, that we would not miss, Lord, what is it that you are trying to say, that we would not leave this place without considering Lord, your words, that we would not leave this place with a stone unturned. We just ask that, Lord, this is time that we are going to have to gather the next half an hour. Lord, that if there is anything that is uh, not from you, that you would just uh, remove. Um, And Lord, if there is anything that you want to speak to us, Lord, may you explain it to our hearts through the Holy Spirit. We just ask that you would give us um, strength, and give, a, give us a wakefulness as we uh, meet together and fellowship together. And we commit the time to you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So, bit of a context, right? So, I don't know, who you heard from Enoch just now? Yeah. Right? So, uh, as you probably got like a little flavor now, right? It's not really like workshop, workshop, that kind of thing, right? What we're trying to do is we try to share like have different brothers and sisters, a couple of us, right, to share sort of like not a message, right, but something that is more of a personal experience, like a testimony, right, so that you may get like a sense of, you know, the different ways the Lord is making us ready, right, sort of on an individual level. Um, And I want to say that because, you see, some of these things that I would share with you, right, um, it's not that... You know, it's like, this is the experience, right? Or anything like that, right? I'm also learning myself from the Lord, right? And I'm sure as, in as much as you're also learning from the Lord, I just want to share that so that we may be an encouragement to one another. So that's sort of how I want to put it, right? Um, and to start, maybe what we can do is we can take a quick look at uh, the Bible. Um, you guys all have Bibles? Anyone need Bible? Uh, Second Corinthians. Just one verse, uh, two verses, okay, fine. Second uh, Corinthians chapter uh, 11. Okay. 
Okay, Second Corinthians 11, um, starting from, you need a Bible? You cool? Anyone, anyone go? You guys go? Okay. Bible? You need a Bible? You need a Bible? You need a Bible? Need Bible. Uh, Bible. I have two. Yeah. If I have to share. There you go. Thank you. No problem. Just share it. You cool? Okay. Alright. So, Second Corinthians chapter 11, um, starting from verse 2. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear that somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Just want to point you to sort of the last, very last part, right? The simplicity that is in Christ. Um, this is, this is of course, is Paul talking to the, the church in the Corinth. But I want to share with you that phrase, right? Because, why, why is that, right? The simplicity that is in Christ. Um, I don't know about you, but, you know, I find that just in talking to a lot of, like, you know, people lately, right? It seems like everyone is, like, kind of saying, you know, don't really know why, but it seems like things are kind of getting out of hand these days, right, if anything, Right? You feel like there are a lot of like things I need to do. Things are kind of messy, right? a little messed up. Things sometimes are not going so right. And there are all these things I need to do. It's just, you know, more and more kind of like... like you see, especially when you get older, right? Like, it's like, it seems to like you only have more things to do, right? And things only go, get more like complicated somehow, right? Sometimes they'll be better, but then overall, right? It's like you can sort of see the trend. It's like, you know... Things are getting more and more complicated somehow, right? Um, and I want to share that because just from my personal experience, right? Like two, uh, around two years ago, two years ago, I actually, after working for a couple of years, I went back to uh, business school, right? So the Lord told me that like, okay, you know, Lawrence, time for you to go back to school. Yay, exams, right? Um, so he's like, go back to school. I'm like, okay. He's like, Lauren, but you have to stay in New York. And you have to continue to serve me in where you are. I'm like, okay. Like, go to business school. I'm like, huh? Business? Isn't that kind of evil? Uh, he's like, no, just do it. Right? Um, so, fine, right? Just kidding. But anyways... So there, that's how I went, right? So I, I decided, so I'll go to school. And then, you know, school, as most of you know, right? Kind of tricky sometimes, right? It's like, you're kind of a little worried about, like, exams and grades. And, you know, especially for me, because it's like, well, it's only two years program, right? Got to get that grade, otherwise you're going to not get a job. Not getting a job, you're going to go broke, right? No good, right? So, got to study, right? So, that's that's why it was sort of like, I was like, oh, got to study hard, got to study hard, got to get, gotta get the grades, right? And then, um, you know, there are sort of other kind of personal, you know, 
things that you know you need to deal with, like you know family, friends, right? You need to give, give like I feel like oh, but I can't like just forget them. Right? I need to give my a portion of my time to them too. Oh wait, so there are all these like flushing youth too, right? I need to take care of them too. Ah, so like I need to give them time too, and all the other things that goes on here like at, at the fellowship. So it's like wow, so I have all like all of a sudden like there are like all these balls like start like coming up and then I have to like juggle them somehow, right? And there's just like more and more balls like keep falling down. I'm like where do they come from, right? It's just like juggle, juggle, right? And it doesn't seem to get easier. Um, and to make it worse, right? It's like then you know some people would like come up to you, like, hey, bro, Lawrence, hey, you see, how's it going? I haven't seen you at prayer meeting for a while. What's going on, right? Like so you're like. Uh, hey, look, I would like totally come if I don't have class at like 8 o'clock at night, right? You know, I want to be here. But, you know, it's like more and more people just ask you like, hey, Lauren, like, is everything okay? Like, how's it going, right? Um, I'm like, you know, this is kind of getting out of hand. Like, what's going on? Like, I, I'm trying, I'm doing my best, right? It's not getting any better. Um, and that's when the Lord... Um, really, like, refreshed me from the core at, uh, I think it was the 07 Harvey Cedars conference, where, you know, the, 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 what essentially what the Lord said to me was, you know, Lawrence, you don't have to try so hard. In fact, you don't have to try. You should just drop all the balls, right? You don't have to juggle them. Just drop them, right? Forget it, right? Once you drop them, they'll magically somehow, like, start levitating and juggling themselves, right? So, like, so... So it's like, just drop all the balls, right? You can't do it, right? I can do it, not you. And if anything, right, that was the conference. Uh, some of you, were, were you at, who was at last year's uh, Toronto conference? Anyone? A couple? Oh, a good number of you. What was, what, what was the, uh, what was the uh, theme? Occupying the Father's business. Good. So that's exactly what the Lord was impressing my, upon my heart. was like, Lawrence, you should... Focus on my business, right? The father's business is your priority. And so, I thought, this is great. Now I feel like, I, like it seems like, you know, the life and, you know, everything, you know, who you, used to be messy, complicated, seems to be, like, set right somehow, right? It's like, okay, priority is the Lord. And everything seems like just kind of flow from there. It's great. Um, or at least that's so it seems. Um, and I basically like, okay, got it, right? This is easy to do, right? I'll just, anything the Lord tells me to do, I'll make it a priority, right? Give an example, right? So we had a gospel meeting, 